Welcome to the Beards and Miles podcast, where we talk about beards, miles, and whatever else we can manage to jump off topic with. My name is Chris, and we actually have a special series coming on today. Uh, we have Larry here. What's up, Larry? Uh, it's gone. Yeah, still in quarantine, still here. <laughs> so you came up with the idea of the name. What are, what are we doing right now? It's uh, called Beers and Miles, the Elite Files, and I just kind of like the name because it kind of sounds like X-Files, so uh, I think so we're going interview, to interview a lot of different people that are a lot faster than him, so I'm kind of excited to uh, see somebody that can actually blow them out of the water for once. Yeah, so this whole series is dedicated to more of just the elite crowd, uh, where you're going to be interviewing a lot of uh, people that are still running competitively, whether it be on the collegiate scene, um, I have a pro that I'm bringing in the next week. Uh, but just to be able to kind of see the other side of things where this is a lot more of, uh, I guess, a lot more of somebody's life than it is for just a casual runner and what they do to just stay motivated, uh, especially when uh, when they had huge goals coming into this season. So uh, without further ado, I want to introduce uh, Matthew Salas, Matt Salas. He runs for my alma mater, University of Laverne. He is currently a junior uh, just kind of a, give a quick introduction on some PRs for him. He ran 152.41 as a sophomore last year, qualified for the NCAA D3 National Championships in cross country this past year, um, had just come off of 358, 1500-meter before everything went down, so had a really solid rust buster to begin with, and then just shit got weird. So, so hey, welcome to the podcast, man. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, so I wanted to get a quick, just give us a little bit of introduction to yourself. Uh, I saw you ran for Redlands High, um, yeah. and actually that's one of the questions that we had coming into it. So tell us a little bit how you got into running. Uh, just tell us a little bit about your high school career. Okay. Um, well, I was actually a baseball player my freshman and sophomore year of high school. Um, I played, or I ran cross country my freshman year, but I got injured. So I really only ran like one or two races at all. Um, and I just, at the time I was more baseball focused. Um, so I actually left the sport. I never did track and field my freshman or sophomore year. Um, I only ran like two or three races my freshman year. Um, and I just did it more for fun. Um, didn't really take it too seriously. I think I ran like 1730 ish. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But, um, so yeah, I just, I played baseball with the intention of going to the MLB, um, <laughs> uh, and, you know, after my sophomore year of, uh, after my, yeah, my sophomore year, after that ended, I just didn't really want to play baseball anymore. Um, no particular reason, just kind of grew out of that phase a little bit. And I kind of, you know, I, I wanted to keep doing something. So were you and, doing, were you doing travel ball and everything before that? Like even before high school started? Uh, I was playing like my local like city league. Okay. Um, baseball. Cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I just, I remember uh, my friend who was on the cross-country team just told me, like, hey, you should come out for cross-country again. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> um, did my first run with them before practice, and I was just stomping like crazy. Just, you know what I mean? When you're yeah. stomping the oh, yeah. uh, sidewalk and... Um, yeah, so I just I I found a, a newfound love of running that I didn't have my freshman year of high school, um, and it's 
just, you know, the rest is history. Just kept running and kept getting a little better. Awesome, awesome. And then uh, some highlights of just for looking for mathletics.net. Um, I mean, you went just, Larry, just to, you know, California Southern Section is the arguably the toughest section in the country uh, for okay. track and field. Um, what did you end up PRing with in the 800 coming out of high school? Um, in high school, I ended up running 156. Nice. So how it how it works out for us is you get out of league. Uh, so it's typically top three out of league. Then you go CIF prelims, then CIF finals, and CIF masters in the state meet. So to make yeah. it out, like basically you have to be on your game every single week to to uh, keep going. So to make it to to CIF finals is a pretty big deal. Uh, so I mean, you were you were pretty new to the running thing. I mean, um, what brought you to running into college? How did that even come to be? Did you have that idea after your first year of coming back to it on your junior as a junior? Um. Well, I, I didn't even think I was going to be good at running. Like I was, I, I had a lot of top speed in baseball. Yeah. Uh, that's why I played in the outfield and I bunted a lot. Um, and coming into college, I. I was already the number two slash number three guy on our team. Mm-hmm. And, oh, man, dude, I got thrown to the wolves so hard. It was – I remember my first varsity race. It was – oh, dude, I – it was a weird, like, love-hate relationship. But um, I just – after my junior year, after my first cross-country season, um, I ended up doing okay. I got fifteen fifty for 5k give or take a few um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm laughing because like my 5k time right now is like 22 something so like i'm working on that but it's just ridiculous to like hear like only a 15 minute 5k like <laughs> sorry you can keep talking i mean as long as you're having fun dude I, yeah. I i don't even care about the time too much even like as i'm training right now so like so at that point was Mount Sac even a course that you guys could run, uh, or was that still under construction? Um, you know, well, there's a new course now, isn't there? Uh, I don't know. It's been a while. I've run the old course for quite a while, so I'm not too sure. I ran a little bit of the course. I mean, I ran Ukaipa back when I was in high school, and that was a long time ago. And but I don't remember um, some of the courses out there. I remember the big hills at Ukaipa, but that's basically the only one that I ran around that area. Uh, <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, that, that's pretty competitive times coming out of high school. Um, I mean, 15.50 on a cross country, it's pretty solid. And then going to CIF Masters, I mean, or CIF Finals, that's pretty dang good. Uh, you transitioned over to, to college. You ran, you ran for my alma mater. And, go ahead. Uh, well, I actually, that wasn't my PR in high school. That was my first season. Okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> you ran 15.50. Oh, fuck. Um, but that was like my only sub 16 time. Like my, in my first season of cross country, I kind of ran like a bunch of 1620s. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until when I started getting serious about running was my league finals, which was CBL. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I really wanted that medal. Top 10 people get a medal. Um, and I'm not going to lie. That was a huge motivator for me. Just, I love medals. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Trust me, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm trying to get more like 
Chris and I just finished the most recent marathon here in Columbus, what, back in October, and, like, since then I haven't really ran any races or anything, so I'm just, like, medals. Like, I gotta, I gotta start adding more to the accolades sort of thing, so I feel that. <laughs> but yours are obviously more impressive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it um, starts with something. I mean, with all these invitationals, it's always, I tell you, it's like, top 25 get medals, it's like, I want to be in there. I want to take it home. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and even today, dude, today, um, uh, I'm driven by metals so much, like S kayak, for example. But um, I hate I just, hate that it's not a plaque anymore. Like oh, did it used to be a plaque? Well, it's it's plaque for for cross country. I know that uh, for top ten. No, top ten gives you a plaque, uh, and then I mean the all region medal's a beefy boy. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. You know, I think they might give a plaque for all region if you're like top five or something. I think so. I think for that. Uh, but I mean, you, so you go into your senior year. So your senior year, you just came off like running 15, 1550s as, as a junior, right? Yeah. So um, at that league final meet, I got fifth place. Um, yeah. Before I was getting like 15th and 20th in the yeah. league. But I just, I just wanted that medal so bad that I competed like I've never competed before and I got fifth place I beat all the Ukaipa guys except two of them which was a big deal because no one really could touch them except for like one or two people yeah um so that's when I kind of like realized I'm more than just a person in this race I'm a competitor now um and then going into track and field which was my first time ever running track um I kind of just carry that mindset and I had a good track season and ended up going like 159 in the 800 and 430 something in the 16. So talk about so. a little bit of that because that is something that I've been trying to dig into because you're relatively new to this so you could probably still remember that shift. I can't. It's been so long since I, I started running in the competitive and tried running competitively. Um, where did that shift happen? I mean that shift did happen but like, did you realize that in your normal training that your mindset had to completely change from just happy to be there to being, hey, I'm looking to fight for a fight for the race now? Um, well, I've, I've always trained really hard. Um, and that's even kind of apparent today in my current training is I train like an All-American. Um, Coach Wood, he tells me, like all the time and not just the not just to make me feel better or you know give me a little confidence boost but he tells me all the time like dude you could be if you're in the national championship race and you make the final round i'll put my money that you'll win that national championship so i i've in the beginning i've always trained really hard and i just i could never really incorporate that into races very well because it's it's different you can train hard and then you stop in my mind you can train a hard rep uh, I'll, I'll do a a 400 meter workout for example mm-hmm. come through in like 60 ones mm-hmm. do like 8 of them or something but you run 61 and then you have a break you know you have like a, a running break and then you do it again but that break is such a mental it's just for me it's so different than competing because mm-hmm. when you're competing you can't stop yeah so Training always made me extremely fit, but showing off that fitness in races was always kind of a hard thing for me to do. Huh. Uh, 
And I, and it's been a trend through every single season that I've been to, to where I've been really fit all season, but I don't really show that fitness until championship season when I have to. Well, it's, it's funny. It's, uh, it's something we always talk about in, in undergrad, uh, where it was like, I really, like, I always told the guys, like, I don't really give a shit what you guys do in the middle of the season. As long as you're here with me at championships, that Skyac <laughs> Champs is all I care about. Because if you didn't make it a Skyac Champs, I don't care what you did the first race of the season. You could go in and PR and really like the school record in your first race. But if you didn't make it to the end of the season, well, honestly, you're useless at this point. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so at this point, so we're, we're kind of circling forward as we're going into now your senior year. So you're in the track season of your junior year. So you've now run, uh, you broke two, um, you bro- you're, you've run 430s. You're coming into now your senior season. Um, so now let, let, let's talk about that. Your senior year of high school, um, at what point did college, did college already start being a thing? Like as far as like running in college, start being a thing about your senior year? Because at this point you've broken two, so you probably have some schools already talking to you. Not really. Um, well, coming out, coming into the summer of my senior year, mm-hmm. um, I started thinking about going to college. My older brother ran Division One. And so I kind of asked him, like, hey, you know, can you help me through this? Because I, I kind of want, I kind of want to run on a, yeah, I kind of want to run in college. Um, preferably, like, D1 or D2, mm-hmm. more like D1. I didn't even know that much about the NCAA at all, to be honest. Um, and he just said, hey, yeah, you know, you're, you know, you're fast enough for schools to at least take a look at you. And I'm like, nah, no, I'm not. <laughs> and I I thought they, I thought the NCAA only took like the best of the best. Um, yeah, if you're not a full ride, it doesn't matter, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I think a lot of high school athletes are looking for scholarship, and that's how, that's exactly how I was. Yeah. So I kind of, like, that was definitely a, a driver. Uh, you know, I was, I was the number one on the team at the time, so I, I felt like I had to be a leader and step up a little bit. Um, not only like being a leader to the younger people on my team and being a good influence and a role model, but to also try to, uh, you know, help my team win in every way I can. Mm-hmm. So along with college, I kind of told myself, look, I only have one more year to get fast. So I got to I, I can't, I don't have any time to lose. Yeah. So I trained really hard. Um, and I got a lot better. I started running like 1520s in all of my races, um, which is like a 30-second PR from the previous year. And to be consistent with that, um, and to be honest, I don't really remember my PR. Um, I, I don't know if you have that there, if you dug it up. Not from high school. The high school one, cross-country ones were a little bit tougher to find. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, most of the info I have is just from college and stuff, stuff that Kristen ever to me. So yeah, I got a fifteen twenty three that you got. That's all I see right now. Uh, yeah, fifteen twenty three is what Excuse me. But yeah, so you you come out you you come out of cross country. Now you run track because I yeah. Were you? And I didn't really- and that. I, I ran a lot faster. I think I got third place in my league for mm-hmm. cross country. I went to CIF, but I didn't do anything different. I just went to prelims and yeah. cross country. So, 
And that's even a tougher one. So it's so Larriega is yeah, I think it's league, then CIF uh prelims, which is like I think top seven individuals make it out of that. And you gotta be running yeah, about fifteen right. flat for the five K or fifteen flat for three miles to get out of there. Then there's CF uh, finals where they put all the like the entire division together. It's another fifteen flat you have to run, and then you get a state. So it's yeah. it is stupid. I, I yeah, I got twentieth in mine at Mount Sac and around like sixteen flat, and I was like, cool. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I have no shot even making the finals. This sucks. Um, <laughs> oh, dude, your uh, your prelims were at Mount Sac, huh? Yeah, uh, my league finals were at Mount Sac too. Oh, dude, rest in peace. I'm I, sorry. I love – I ran Mount Sac about 12, maybe 14 times. Really? Because uh, it was Mount Sac invite uh, – it might have been 12 times. So Mount Sac invite, Mount Sac uh, for league finals, then CIF prelims three years in a row. So – and and then if you did the the two-mile shootout at uh, that colony used to host, that was at Mount Sac too. But, like, there was a lot – and it was like down the street from my from where I lived, so I lived in Montclair. It was pretty close. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's insane. I've only ran there like three times, and I did not enjoy it like, it's, at all. <laughs> it's my it's favorite course. I never ran any faster than I did at Mount Sac. I ran sixteen oh three at Mount Sac, and it's as fast. I could never run any faster than any other courses. It was weird. A lot faster than I ran, I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's a tough course. <laughs> that's all we practice on. So. Um, uh, yeah, so you, you've now, we talked a little bit already in the beginning about your senior of track. So now you, you're coming into a completely new, new domain now. So you're coming into, uh, to D3 running, but you're also coming into a league that is now significantly faster than I, when I found it. Like to give you a sense, Larry, uh, Poona Pitzer won the national championship meet in cross country. Yeah. Uh, and then the second place team was uh, in conference actually beat them or beat them at regionals. They got six. So this is like arguably the top, top two, top heavy, like in the entire country. Uh, So this is the kind of conference he's coming into. Uh, So I don't remember. I mean, was it like that your freshman year or would it really peak out last year or like the last year of the year? Because I mean, at this point, now you've transitioned over to to D three running. How was that? How was making that move to the eight k, um, even the track your first year? Um, coming into cross country was was definitely really tough. You know, there's no smooth transition from five k to eight k. <laughs> oh, absolutely not. So I think. And I didn't really have a, a smooth start either. Um, I got like a, a minor injury early on to where I can kind of run, but not really at you know at my best. Um, so I remember I ran like my first few races in trainers. Did you run Biola in trainers? What did I met you at Biola right your freshman year? Yeah. Yeah. So you run out in trainers? Yeah. Oh fuck. <laughs> This is actually something that's been on my mind a little bit. Do they give you like, I guess that kind of answers my question. Is it like a standard thing across teams where like you have a certain shoe that you have to wear for certain races or like, 
do you pick your own shoes? How does that really work for like D3 schools or D1 schools or anything along those lines? Um, is that a question for me or, or either of you, honestly? Oh, okay. Um, well, it depends on the school. So if you go to like a D1 school that has a lot of funding, they will probably get your shoes, um, you know, with the, the company they're partnered with. Right. So my brother just got, uh, his school was Under Armour. So he just got Under Armour for days. <laughs> um, D3 and, and D2 is kind of the same way, but yeah. D3, in my experience, it's more of, uh, there's less funding. Okay. So I think I think I've seen some D three schools out there with matching shoes. So what I had, it, it all depends. So like when I was at Laverne, uh, we all got a pair of Pumas one year. Yeah. It all depends on your rep who you work with. Um, if you're getting the nicer stuff, you're probably not going to be able to get matching shoes. It all depends on the rep you're working with. Um, we got lucky and, we, and, and coach saved some money and did some fundraising and got us a pair of Victory XCs my junior year. Uh, for the entire team, um, at in the D two level, we got we got free shoes. So, uh, but also our cha- our team was a national championship team, so we won nats and in, in indoor. So, we got a lot of like free we got free uh, free spikes for the year. So that was always nice. At D three level, it's more fundraising. Uh, yeah, but it also is like depending on what you decided like where you decide to put your money on. So you get nicer kits, then you might not be able to get shoes. Right. But you get nicer kits. So Yeah, that's so interesting to me because you think about it, like in like college football, for example, which is like my main college, I don't really know a whole lot about college racing, which is why like I'm, I'm starting to like learn a little bit more about it. So like college football, like the cleats don't really matter. The gloves don't really matter. Like you're, you're out there, you're playing your game and like most of the equipment is like standard equipment, right? But like with with racing and like with especially with like the shoes that you wear it does make a difference in the, in the way that you race and it definitely like obviously like experimenting with different shoes you can feel um faster in one shoe and, and less fast in another so like i asked about the shoe thing because like you know it's, it's just it's just something that uh if a school provides like under armor for example i've never considered not that there's anything wrong with under armor but i've never considered running in a pair of under armor shoes and if my school was sponsored by that then that's the only thing that i could wear so, like, I was just curious about your experience with that and, like, whether or not that affected the way that you run. Funny enough, though, uh, and Matt, I don't know if you've heard of this, uh, but I've actually seen it happen, is, like, Adidas schools, if they rather would run in, uh, in like, Nike Matumbos, they'll completely Sharpie them out and then put three swooshes on the side and paint three swooshes on the side, or three uh, yeah. scraps on the side to make it look like they're running in Adidas. Like, this happens pretty often. Like, especially if you don't want to run in the spikes that they give you, like, I can definitely understand doing that. Yeah. But, and and on that topic, though, what are your go-to racers? Like, what do you use for cross-country and what do you use for track? Oh, man. Um, To be honest, I've never really been picky. I just kind of found a a shoe that that fit well. Um, This past season, I found... Uh, you know Edward Cheserek's most recent racing shoe? Yeah, the Go... The, the... Actually, um, I might pull them up right now if you want to see them. Yeah, I'll check them out. I think they're still covered in mud, though, from the <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's, there's I mean, there's a lot of different... Mud. These are them, though. Okay. Oh, shit. Yeah, I remember those shoes. 
Yeah, they're, um, I don't know the exact model name. My brother, I'm pretty fortunate because my brother gets a bunch of free shoes to do like shoe reviews. Yeah. Um, so this was just one of them. So I'm not the man to go to with shoe names, but um, yeah, no, I ran into Skechers this past season and I loved them, dude. That's, that's interesting. I've, I've known a lot of people that are very, I mean, I'm the, I'm the way where like, I mean, I had 54 pairs at, the, at my, my peak when I was at Laverne. And I'm very, very picky on what I use. So, like, to hear, like, that, it's, like, it's also an interesting insight because not, like, at your level, like, you would think that it'd be very much, like, everything has to be right. Whereas, like, you seem a lot more, like, kind of relaxed about the little specifics as far as, like, shoes go. Yeah, I mean, I don't really uh, care too much. I mean, other... People are different. I know people who will only run in Nikes, mm-hmm. right? Um, or you know, but no, I, I don't really care as long as at the end of the day I look fresh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that. I respect that. <laughs> yeah. So let's fast forward. Uh, let's fast forward to track season of 2019. So uh, you just came off cross country. How did the end of that cross country season go and how did it set you up for a pretty successful, uh, track season for you? It did not go well. Um, my first two years of cross country, especially my sophomore year, uh, they just weren't that good. Um, you know, I was really focusing on school and, uh, for a little bit running became almost like a burden because mm-hmm. I was just focusing on my school and career and cross country is, uh, has always been really tough for me. I've always enjoyed track a lot more. Um, so after a very disappointing cross-country season my sophomore year, um, I came out of that really questioning, do I really want to like continue running? Um, it was hard. That was a hard moment. And I obviously I continued running um, because I looked deep down and I, you know, I enjoy the sport. And, um, so that was a big hurdle that I had to get over was uh, finding the time to run competitively. Because I don't want to run if I'm not, you know, running what I want to run. You know, yeah. if that makes sense? The times I want to run. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so I just, I did a lot of like uh, training and just kind of like almost soul searching after that cross country season. And uh, coming in the track, I actually opened up in a 154 on an indoor track. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it was a 200-meter indoor track at Boston, University Jeez. of Boston. Jeez. And that's that's a PR even on, like, a 400 track, right? That was, that was a straight 800-meter PR, yeah. Damn. Yeah, my PR before that was 155. And at that point, so, that's, that's pretty much – that's close or beating the – the 800 uh, school record in outdoor, right? Because Sakoto had the record originally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was a huge confidence booster, for sure. Um, you know, I was I was kind of – I was super stoked because I beat a guy from uh, an Ivy League school, Yale. Like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> but um, – no, so that was fun. And then after that, um, I raced at uh, Wartburg. Yeah. Out of Iowa? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And oh my gosh, that you ever have a race that scars you that you did so bad that you cannot forget for like half a season or, yeah. or more? Yeah, I still have my race from Redlands that happened there. So, oh no, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have a race from Redlands like that too. But luckily, I made it up by running good at Redlands again, so yeah. I canceled out. I, 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 I ran well at Redlands. I Oh, I went out and steep one like 70 point and just ran everybody in the ground. And then I decided to go and like fuck around in the 5k and double. And like, I won the steeple, then ended up running like 17, 10 in the 5k. I blew up. I went through it in the first mile, like five flat. And I was like, this feels great. Me and Brian Hayes are just like, like waving at the crowd is having a good time because we fucking hate Redlands. And within like a mile and a half, I was like, oh my God. I shouldn't have got on the steeple in 70 point. This is awful. This, yeah. That's a hard double too. That's not fun. No. <laughs> so you, any double is hard, but yeah. But. Oh, fuck any steeple double. So you, <laughs> so you now have run a PR and also pretty much a school record for the 800. Uh, that changes a lot of things for you. Obviously uh-huh. that mindset's now like, Oh shit, we're, we're, we're moving. So, actually, what what happened at Warburg? Actually, what happened at Warburg? Oh, I just ran so bad, man. I was well. Actually, this is a huge uh, change, by the way. Um, I kind of mentioned earlier how I would always like train really hard and not mm-hmm. race hard. This is a moment where I started uh, racing to win rather than racing for time. Yeah. Um, I think that was a big weakness I had in cross country too. But anyways, at this point in time, I was racing to win, and at Warburg, I went out from the gun. Um, cause I was trying to get the national qualifier and I was just getting, you, you know, uh, elbowed left and right. And at the time, and even still, I'm not a very like big guy. I'm, <laughs> uh, so, you know, that really got me tired. That threw off my momentum a lot and I just, I blew up hard, man. Uh, so I think I ran like two flat or two Oh one when I was trying to go like one fifty three. Oh, 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 that's fan. That's a painful second lap. <laughs> no, dude. You should have seen their faces. It was like they. I, I heard the announcer, and that is Matt Solace in the lead, and he is falling back. <laughs> that's when you know it's bad. That's when you know the race is bad. Oh, when, that's when you know the race is bad when you start hearing the announcer. It's like, oh shit! Like I'm not in the race anymore. My head's on this race anymore. We're 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 now hearing everybody else talk. This is not good. Well, I hate in the 800, if you're listening to the announcer, you're probably not focused enough. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. If you're listening to anything else, it's like you're probably, your head's not in the race. Yeah. But, yeah, but so after that, it took like a long time to rebound. And then I started running like 154 constantly. Like I think I ran at the Laverne meet, I ran 154. I literally tied the school record on the dot at the Laverne meet. Um, 154.4, I think. Yeah. And then I ran... And then I ran 154.5 at Pomona Pitzer, the Pomona Pitzer invite. Yeah, once we started seeing that, I was like, because I was there for Sakoda when he actually got the record. So he did it at Redlands. Uh, And that was like a big deal. So we're just like, all right, this is is interesting. We might see a record go down that's been there since like 2013, 20, no, 2012. So this is going to be interesting. Yeah. But it was was so frustrating because... um, I wasn't tired when I was finishing these 154s. It literally felt like a rep of a workout. Yeah. And this is where it comes back to where I'm extremely fit. I'm training like an All-American. 
I'm fit as an All-American, but I'm not racing like one. Yeah. And that was bothering me so much. So what I did was our, my next 800 was um, the Brian Clay invite. And I said, this is probably my last chance before Skyax to break the school record. And I, I really wanted to break the school record. Like it wasn't a choice for me. Yeah. Um, so, oh dude, it was insane. You will be surprised how much I planned that 800. I planned it to the, every single meter I planned it. And it went perfectly by the way. Um, like I, from the start, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go all out for the first 100. And then I'm going to get into position. I'm going to get into third or fourth place position, but no matter what, at all costs, do not lose fourth place position. The bottom line goal is to win the race in 152. Yeah. That was the bottom line goal. So I said, if I come through and everybody in my race was 154 flat to like 154.5. So I was on the bottom end of that race. Um, so I was like, if I come through like in third or fourth place at the end of the 400, I'm probably going to come through like in 55 seconds. Yeah. 54 or 55. And I was exactly right. Um, and then I noticed I'm losing a lot of time at the 600 mark. Like I'm chilling and then I close hard. I close harder than anyone out there. But that 600 is where I'm losing time. So I essentially went 95% at the bell. And then I just went 100 at 200 left to go. Just try to hold on as much as you can. <laughs> yeah. And um, I pretty much, I think I went like 55, 57 or something like that. Uh, but that's 152.4. Yep. Um, yeah. No, and from that point on, and I still felt good after that 152. So from that point on, like, you know, I've, I've proved to myself that I can run this. And at that point, I just kept running it. I ran 152 at, at conference and got second place. Yep. Um, and then I kind of, I ran 153 a few times. But so, yeah. so Matt ended up his, in D3, he ended up 26th in the nation. Yes. At the end of the year. Uh, so basically this season, junior year, was a very big year for you. So you have cross country, of course. Uh, and then you have, you're going into track season with the 26th best time in division three for 800. So let's talk about cross country. It's kind of go through pretty quickly. Um, you run a pretty good cross country season. I mean, you went to sky X and sky X is very different this year. Um, basically you, you did, was it you, were higher placing in conference than you were in the region. So you were twenty. No, other, other way around. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're twenty like twenty sixth in in uh, like twenty sixth like in 20. conference and then twenty first in the region. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting because like Pomona has like fifteen guys I can just like, but they can only get seven in the region, so it's interesting that way. But. So you you ran you ran conference and it's also very different. Before we had multi mules, we had we, our our conference meet was you ran the multi meet, which was part of winning the conference championship. So basically, what we did for that was we ran a meet together, so like the entire conference. But you scored one against one, one against one, one against one. So it's basically like uh, the the quad meets that you guys do for track. Yeah but we did that in cross country. Yeah. Yeah. We, we did that my freshman year and then yeah. they stopped it. Yeah. Because it was basically running you guys into the ground. 
because it was a hard meet. It didn't even really matter too much because all the points were at conference anyways, weren't they? Uh, not too much. If like if somebody blew up at conference and like it could make so that they didn't win anything. So uh, conference mattered more, but like it was still like a full season thing. But yeah, a lot of a lot of teams started to go into regional or uh, starting going to pre nats instead of going to multi duels. So like if you were deep, you were a deep team like Pomona or Claremont, they just would send a shit team to multi duels and go to pre nats because that's how you make it a nationals nowadays. Uh, but yeah, so you get you just finish conference. So no, I don't want to put words in in, in your in your mouth or at all of this, but. I mean, you finished twenty sixth. Uh, you weren't you weren't top twenty. Uh, you no. weren't an all conference runner. What was your mindset coming into the regional meet? Uh, what was your, what was what did Coach Wood was he talking to you about making nationals? Did he even think that was an actually opportunity opportunity for yourself? Um, yeah, no, that was it. Was kind of uh, well, the whole goal was to make nationals, mm-hmm. but that week of. Um, that week of before a conference was just such a stressful week. Um, we, we had some things going on. Uh, you know, we had some inner things going on with the team. And uh, honestly, like, I think competition got outside of our head. Mm-hmm. So I think even though conference was such a big thing, um, I don't think we really competed to what we could have done. You yeah. know, uh, I think we all could have been a little better at conference. So, um, anyways, after that, Coach Wood just kind of told me, he didn't tell me anything. He was just like, well, you know, just, you ran that, you ran 26th place, um, probably should have been top 20, but I just, we kind of know the deal. I, I train hard he trains, he gives me hard workouts. So mm-hmm. nothing really changed. I told him like, I'm going to train a lot harder and put myself in a position to try to make nationals. Um, and try to like get the distractions out of my head a little bit. Um, and yeah, no, so I just trained hard and when the came, when the race came, uh, you know, I just, I just raced. Oh, awesome. So you made the national meet, uh, you also kind of fast forwarding into that. I mean, making national meet as an individual is a big deal. Um, the only people that have made it individually would be Brian Hayes, yourself and AJ, um, Every, every time I was, was like a team. Uh, so you come into this indoor season and I'm just going to fast forward it through this. Cause like you were undefeated for your indoor races, weren't you? As far as like, cause did you, I don't know if you lost at, at NAU, uh, but you didn't, you won when you went out to Bo- was it Boston and you won when you went to Wartburg and you went to Portland, right? No, no, no. I, I didn't go to Wartburg this year. I okay. went to, I got second at NAU, and then I went to Portland, and I won Portland, and then we went to JDL out in North Carolina, and I won that one. So you came up a pretty good season at the end of it. Um, but let's that's, that's fast forward to even just recently. You just came off a pretty good race at the Skyac meet. Um, and then you find out basically a couple of weeks later, your season's up. So what is your mindset at that point? Cause I mean, let's talk about what was your goals for this season and what talk about your goals first. And let's say like, where, where was your mind at when you found out like basically season's over for you? 
Oh, man. Um, I think where all of our minds were at, we were speechless. You know, some of us took it differently than others. Um, I, I understood what was going on. Um, you know, I think this would have been a very good track and field season for me. Um, I was going to go try to run 149 or 150 in the 800 and, you know, 352 in the 15 and, and stuff like that. But, you know, what's going on right now is a global pandemic, you know, um, people are dying and I'll be honest, I love running, but I don't really feel safe going on an airplane when there's a global pandemic going on, you know? So I was, I was kind of sad that, um, you know, season was over for my teammates and I. Um, but I also understood that this is probably a, a, something that kind of has to be halted right now for the better good of, you know, everyone. So what did you do, I guess, that at that moment, I guess you had to go back to your dorm and get everything cleared out. What what happened with running? Where were you at with that? And did you take a break? Uh take a mental break what was what was going was going on then um once i got everything packed up and i came home i just kind of took a small like week break kind of like figure some things out maybe run small here and there but we didn't really have a workout plan um even our coaches were trying to figure everything out so um i, I took a very small break and and right now, I like just started training again. Um, but it's not – we have structure to it, but I'm, I'm having more like fun training, if that makes mm-hmm. sense, where I'm running seven or eight miles and I'm going really fast. <laughs> you know, it's, not, <laughs> it's not super structured at the moment. Yeah. Uh, so where's your head at now? So this season's over. Um, we don't really know how long this is going to go on for. Um, what keeps you motivated? What keeps you like now you're training again. So you started training basically this week. Uh, what's keeping you going? What's something that like the mantras, what, what do you, what do you, what's keeping this fun for you? Um, actually that's a great question because I'm starting to view running in a different way. Running is, is a, an evolving relationship with me. Um, now, now that competition's out and there's no competition for a while, um, I'm, I'm beginning to find the more enjoying part of running. Before it was strictly, you know, I want to win the, I want to go to nationals, I want to win these races. So you can say it was, it was strictly business. But um, now it's, uh, I'm, just, I'm really enjoying running and going out and running eight miles at six flat <laughs> when I shouldn't be. But, um, you know, it's, so now I'm running, but it's just, just having fun with it. It's, it's an interesting life. I would say that I, I got that my junior, I got that my junior year, uh, after I, uh, broke my foot right before our teammate nationals. It was that, that divide I think will probably make you a happier runner and probably let this be a thing after you're done running in college. So, um, as far as kind of, kind of going, like, what is, what do you have for yourself now? Like, there's no structure to this, um, but there's still a season to come. Um, Mm -hmm. 
what are you do you do you have any plans for like just for yourself as far as like trying to what do you do to keep yourself motivated during this time then um what what's keeping me motivated for like upcoming competition or just keeping you motivated just get out and run is it just the fun of it or is it what what what's going on I have to. My legs, I'm going crazy when I don't. <laughs> I know that feeling, trust me. <laughs> Obviously not on that level, but like I'm going nuts, dude. It's the only thing that like keeps me like I run six days a week now. So like when I'm not running, I'm like, man, I really wish I was out jogging right now. Or like doing something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um that pretty much like exactly what he just said. You know, it's 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 an ingrained habit that's been formed and it's, I, I genuinely enjoy it. So it's, it's become more of like a, a daily routine or close to it. Awesome. Awesome. And, and mm-hmm. go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, and once season gets a little closer, um, that's when I'm going to start really getting at, back at it. Um, but for now it's just trying to stay safe, trying to stay healthy, you know, um, oh, there's a place actually, there's a, a a nursing home that I run by mm-hmm. and there's already been a few, uh, coronavirus like deaths there. Wow. Wow. So, um, yeah, it's, so I think, I think it's, it's getting kind of real. So we'll see how it goes. I really wish I had a treadmill. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, uh, uh college and, and running and everything, I know the NCAA is kind of deferring this season to be able to allow eligibility for next year and then just kind of extend the eligibility for certain athletes. So like, are you going to be taking that up? Will you be essentially just redoing this, this year, next year, and then also adding another year of eligibility on, or yeah, do you so think that you'll, you'll stop or finish out running? Yeah. Do you have uh, any plans for running in grad school at all? Yeah. So, um, um, I definitely want to go to grad school. Um, where I'm not entirely sure, but um, I would definitely take up the opportunity to to use up some eligibility. And we we can cool. talk about that like outside of that because I actually did that. It's the reason why I ran in grad school for two years. So we can talk about that off pod. But that's awesome. Okay. I'm really happy to hear about the NCAA giving you guys another season. Uh, yeah. Especially because like, yeah, you guys got boned. <laughs> So. I was like, give me another indoor. <laughs> hey, you're in California. What was that? He's like, before, we never went to indoor. So if you didn't get enough races for indoor, like, you actually got that full season back. So, wow. like, I got, even though I ran the NAU meet, like, I had a full season of indoor. So, like, I had four full oh. seasons. So, like, I ran indoor full, like, full on. So, I was fine. If you ran, if your freshman year, you only ran one indoor meet, that's a full season. You can use. You're good. I only ran three. It's not that much. You might be okay. Well, you can check, but don't don't quote me on that. But uh, yeah, so I'm I'm pumped that you're you're continuing to like you're actually going back to, I guess the enjoyment of running, and I think that's something that I, I we've talked about a lot on the podcast about like stepping back to just the purity of running as opposed to just being competitive and just I guess, I guess like a lot of what we were talking about today is like the entirety of your running career has been competition mm-hmm. we didn't hear about fun at all until like right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I mean it's of course there's a lot of fun mixed in it with your teammates yeah and competitors and just the whole environment of it 
Uh, but, but no, competition was definitely a really big part. I get really competitive. Um, and I, yeah, yeah, I, I think, and the times don't really show it sometimes, but um, for example, like that 1500 was really chill for the first two and a half laps. And it's that's how, so Larry doesn't know that because he's never seen a Skyak meet, but all these like, all these conference meets are essentially like, they're all tactical. Like your yeah. first like, two laps, even two and a half laps, are people just jogging. Like, they're like, they're like everybody's just, everybody's, everybody's just jogging like 440 pace. And in the last, like, last two laps are just like, somebody just drops a sub 60 and it's like, okay, we got the race going. Holy shit. It, I've run the 1500 at, at, at the multi-dual meets. They were not fun. We were, we were basically going like 65 pace. And then we closed our last lap in 56 seconds. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, that's racing. That's actually, that, that was the one thing that, like, as much as people think that that multi, that, that, uh, that conference structure is stupid, like, you learn how to race. And that's going to help you out in the, con- like, at the national meet. So it's always great to have yeah. that. All right. So we're going to get into some of the question portion of this. Uh, we got a couple questions on my end and a couple questions from Larry as well. Uh, yeah, Larry, let's kick this off. Um, you had some questions for, for Matt. Yeah, so uh, Chris sent me over a picture of you. Your your picture was on the title cover of Gold Knight 64. And it's funny that it would be that picture because literally for the last like three podcasts, Chris and I have been talking about Slappers Only No Odd Jobs, which is uh, just kind of like a meme from, from Gold Knight 64. Uh, and so essentially like I play a lot of video games, like when I'm not on the podcast or I'm not running, the only thing I'm doing is just playing games. Like I've got Red Dead Redemption 2 lined up after I finish with this. So <laughs> what kind of games do you play? Um, do you play a lot of games? And, and if so, like, you know, what, what, what do you, uh, what do you enjoy? That's, that's a great question. Um, I play a little bit of video games, not as much as I used to, yeah. but, uh, growing up, I loved Halo. Oh, same. Same. Halo is, uh, oh man, I can tell you, I can't tell you anything about the new games, like Halo 5 and up, but oh, yeah. I can tell you, like, to the deepest of the lore of, like, Halo. <laughs> I'm, uh, actually, so the Master Chief Collection just released on PC earlier in the year, and, uh, I played through Halo Reach, and now I'm making my way through Halo Combat Evolved. So, Ooh. like, growing up, uh, I played Halo Combat Evolved, I played the multiplayer with my friends, Halo 2 and 3, like, I played the story, but I don't know a lot about the lore, like, the Forerunners and all that stuff, so, like, I'm excited to, uh, to actually learn a little bit more about it, but yeah, man, if you're uh, a PC game or anything, uh, the Master Chief Collection, the whole thing's for, like, 40 bucks, I think, it's, it's a great buy, so, really? um, what, uh, I mean, since you don't play a lot of video games or anything, like, I know that, obviously, you said, like, you do every once in a while, but not as much, uh, what else do you like to do outside of running, is, is uh, you know, what, 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 uh, what do you enjoy? Um, so I really like, uh, just, I, I, I'm always doing new things, but I really like being in the outdoors. I like to, uh, just to go outside and go hiking and, um, I really enjoy wildlife. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm really interested in the process of just like how ecosystems develop and all that. So, um, just anytime being outside is, is kind of like what I like to do, whether it's like snorkeling or hiking and you know, I actually just recently started a, a survival garden outside to, uh, <laughs> that's super cool to, uh, you know, maybe 
it's a whole situation. See how it goes. But yeah, I've got some survival plans out there now. So you start now, you had you started a a project an association something with the wildlife that I noticed a little bit on your Instagram. What is that? So um, I have this blog called Trail Track California. Um, I don't really update it as much um, recently, but um, basically I started it right out of high school. Um, and it was basically just trying to transform, trying to make, trying to make my passion into something useful. So mm-hmm. I would go outside and I would see all this wildlife and I just wanted to understand it more and I like, kind of share it. So um, I, I basically wrote about wildlife and, um, you know, and whatever profits I made off of like ad revenue, I would just donate it to um, like different conservation um, charities. That's so awesome. there's a charity called One Tree and it's like every dollar you donate, it, they plant a tree somewhere of your choice. Wow. So, Yeah. That's awesome. I've been seeing that and I'm like, I didn't know you did any of this stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty what, cool. Uh, uh, in college, did your undergrad uh, have anything to do with like wildlife conservation or anything with wildlife? Or No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of funny. Yeah. Um, I was actually a bio major my freshman year. Okay. Everybody's a bio major at Laverne. <laughs> true. Very true. <laughs> Yeah, I was a bio major wanting to go into environmental studies. Okay. Um, but we don't offer like an environmental studies like minor or major. So sure. um, somewhere along the path, I decided that um, I might want to go towards uh, doing something a little same path, but doing it in a different route. So I went towards uh, business and marketing. Okay, so what does that have to do with the outdoors? Um uh, I'm going into marketing with the intentions of potentially doing marketing for like an environmental, um, you know, nonprofit group or agency or an outdoor company, you know, somewhere along those lines. Yeah. Dude, I'm smiling so big right now because like, that's what Chris and I do for a living. We both do marketing. So <laughs> yeah. like, I do, uh, advertising for a big company around Columbus and Louisville and Kentucky. Um, we do apartments and stuff, so it's not really in the same, in the same vein, but yeah, I mean, if you wanted to ever talk about like advertising or marketing or anything, we're probably the best people to do with. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah I work, I work yeah. for a marketing firm. I'm, I'm always researching different ways to market. So recently I've been doing a lot of like small business marketing. Yeah. Um, that's what Chris does. That's all I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll definitely like, uh, message you guys. That's so cool. Thanks for offering. Yeah. No, it's what this whole thing's about. I mean, we're, it's all, it's all a community. So, uh, but yeah, it's, that's great to hear. And, and, and that's one thing we'll, we'll plug, we'll definitely plug at the end of this. Uh, definitely want to send some people out your way, read some of the stuff that you're putting out and Hey, let's get some, some stuff out for, uh, some good causes. Um, I got a couple questions for you. Uh, <laughs> so, <clears throat> um, the first one, we'll get a little bit more of a serious side. Um, pancakes asks. Uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Pancakes did. Uh, he asked, uh, what was your biggest change from running in high school to running in college for you? Um, my biggest change was um, just not being uh, not just the, the biggest change was not being like the best guy in league just by showing a little bit of uh, you know speed yeah so when you go to college pretty much everyone is good um, the people who get to the top are the ones who really are 
putting in that extra effort to be at the top. Whereas in high school, not not necessarily like super elite high school, but like on the lower level or on, on the on the regional level, uh, people who have a it, it seems that people who have a little bit of talent and uh, drive are automatically the best in the region. Whereas in college, um, it's not that easy. Yeah, you're not in the OC schools that are running. You're not in the OC schools where you have to be like four fifteen for the mile to be getting out of league or anything like that. Like, I mean, I, for example, in the eight hundred, um, last year in Skyak, um, I was number four in conference, or I got second at the championship. Yeah. But as far as like the R rankings go, I was number four with a one fifty two four. Um, and like, I think number 10 was like 155 something or something, you know, it was, that was never like that. That was never like that when I was there. It's gotten so much faster. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And whereas in high school, when I was 156 and I was ranked number two in the County, um, and you know, number something in D2 Southern inspection. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's changed a lot. I I, I think my sophomore year of college, I got eighth with the 1530 at Skyac, and that won't even touch anything anymore. It's crazy. I don't I don't know. Um, have you been keeping up with 5K times? I know they're quick. I, I don't know them that, that well, though, in conference. It's it, – yeah, I wouldn't even be close at all uh, to even get to have a shot there. The speed boy still would. I mean, I'd still be uh, – Still be scoring, but it's crazy out in that conference now. Uh, oh, dude, you got two nationally ranked distance teams just in cross country alone. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, I, it's weird. I got I got twelfth at regionals my senior year, uh, and didn't make the national meet. So, okay, <laughs> there was eight individuals in the top twelve, eight or nine. That's yeah, it was. I, think I, I got very lucky. I made nationals though because uh, UC Santa Barbara made the national championship beat. I was, dude. I was um, tracking. If you saw my tags, I was like, if if UC as UC Santa Barbara makes or UC, uh, what was it? Uh, or, uh, Santa Cruz. My Santa name. Cruz makes it in. You're in. I'm like, holy shit! Like, I was doing all the math, and I'm like, okay, I think he's in. I think he's in. Yeah, I was doing the same thing. That that uh, the anxiety of waiting. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, I was I was doing the same thing the night before my my senior like the night after my senior year. I was like, if Oxy makes it, I might be one out. And I'm like, oh no, no. If Oxy made it, I would have been in. And then, really? yeah, so Oxy didn't make it because like Javier made Javier made it. Javier didn't make it, and I didn't make it. And I was like one second away and I was catching him and I was like, fuck. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, that, that, that sky course is interesting. Uh, I mean, I ran, I ran like 25, 40 at that regionals course, uh, from a Pitzer. but it's, it's, I mean, I, I miss it. I want to go back and see what I can do now, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, was that? You're probably really good. You're a really competitive guy looking at your times and all that. We'll, so we'll, I think you do really well. We'll see. Uh, I'll be back next year for the alumni meet. Thankfully, with this whole coronavirus thing, I have a lot of vacation days now. So I'll be back. <laughs> like, I'll be back for the alumni meet. And if I'm in that, uh, like I'm in the shape that I am right now, because I'm trying to run sub 225 
uh, probably two twenties in the, uh, in the marathon for, uh, for Chicago. So, uh, if that's the case, probably pretty damn down in this like eight thirties, some eight thirty for, for three K. So I'll see you guys in the, uh, I'll see you guys at the alumni meet. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, as far as, as far as right now, let's, let's, I have two stupid fucking questions from uh, my my <laughs> teammates. Yeah. So I know I'll elaborate after the first question. Um, so Derek asks, how many beans, how, how often do you eat beans? Um, never. Well. Oh, that's going to disappoint. Uh, that's going to, that's going to, that's going to disappoint Derek. So, a little bit of the backstory on that is Derek actually had never ate a bean until this past year. Larry, I don't think you even know that. No, he's never ate, that he never ate. Like <laughs> never had never eat any. He's never ate a bean until last year. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. So our our group chat has like a really like. Our, we talk about baked beans and bullshit like that all the time for no for no reason. Uh, the next question is from Sam because Sam likes to be a dickhead. Uh, Sam asks, "How many shirts?" How many shirts? Yes. Shirts do you own? <laughs> uh, shirts like from like, yes. the races I go to? Yes. Nope. Uh, yes. Oh, oh, we're going to race shirts? Just right. how many shirts? How many shirts? Just answer. You have three seconds to answer. <laughs> seven. <laughs> He's got seven. We got it. We got it. We got seven. It's more than me. More than me. I only own three. <laughs> no, this is a stupid shit. Realistically, my number is more like four, I think. <laughs> you got the orange shirt, the other shirt that they gave you, the other one with Laverne on it. <laughs> yeah, but no, dude, it's been it's been pretty fun talking to you. Um, as far as like anything on ours, I mean, fuck, this is probably the longest we've ever talked. I've, I think I followed you on Instagram for quite a while um, after like I think after your sophomore year, so. Shit, man, it's been it's been a pleasure talking to you. Um, as far as anything else, anything you want to add, anything anything you want to chat about, real quick. Um, um, I don't think so. It was super awesome being here, though. I had a really fun time. Yeah, man, I really appreciate you ha- having here. Um, where can they find you? Where can they follow you? Where do you, I don't think you have a Strava, do you? I do. I just have to like link it up with my watch. Get it linked. People want to know. They want to know how you train. No, you guys don't want to know my times. <laughs> uh, yeah, where, where can they follow you? Uh, where can they follow what's going on with you? Because especially in the next year, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty exciting. Because uh, I mean, you have goals. You you have aspirations of winning the national title being an All-American, all of that. So I think over the next, yeah. next year, being able to follow that up, that'd be fantastic. I, I, I would, I'm, I'm excited to see where you go, but I'd also love to see, I'm pretty sure other people would love to see where you go from here. Where can they find you? Oh. Where can they find you on the socials? If you want to drop your Instagram, that's totally fine. If, uh, this, or if you can even a Strava or anything like that, or even just yeah. follow you on the Laverne page when they post about you. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest, I'm not super involved on social media. Um, 
I have an Instagram. You guys can follow me there if you want. It's Matt underscore Solace 8 underscore new. I just recently made a new one because something went wrong with my old one. Um, and yeah, and I'm going to link up my Strava. I actually do have to do that still. Um, but I don't post that much running related content every now and then I do. So I don't know. But yeah, again, I will, uh, I will link up my Strava. That's something I've been having, I've been needing to do. Cool, cool. I'll be happy to share you guys and, you know, make some new friends in Strava and see what everyone else is doing. Awesome. Awesome. No, we appreciate that. Uh, Larry, where can they find you? I don't know. Still at home. Uh, <laughs> at F-A-D-E-L-E-Y underscore. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. Uh, that one's kind of weird. Please don't follow me there. And Strava too. Um, if you guys want to follow my running and, and see what I'm doing paces wise. And if you see his, as Matt. And you see his car around town, I mean, you, you get the rocks in it still. So. Yeah, yeah. If you see my car, which does have my last name as my license plate, please do avoid throwing rocks at it. But if you want to, you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you can find me at Beers and Miles, uh, beersandmiles.com. Um, yeah, I think that's where I'm, Beers and Miles on Twitter. Um, yeah, we're going to keep these going. Um, I really appreciate you have, having you on here, Matt. Um yeah, we'll chat or next time we get a chance to, and I think I'll make a trip out to California and uh, grab a roll pretty soon. After all right, after Good. this is all cleared up, come to California. We'll have to uh, go running and you know do something with the team. And a little of that. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. This all was right. a pre- a pleasure. Anyways, Cheers, everybody. It was nice.